this time on Matters. I explain improv. And I talk about things to come. It's episode 200. What? All that and more on this episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss. Across the table at me is Matt Rose. Across the table at me, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 200 episodes, episodes, baby. How you doing, Woo. Matt? I am fine. I'm a little cold lately. Uh, you know me. You have known me for quite a few years. Yeah, a long time. Um, and you know that typically I do not get cold easy, but lately, Maddie... I've been getting kind of cold. I've been wearing like my sweatshirt at work and stuff. It's it's been chilly. Uh, well, the weather has turned. Oh, it, and it, it no, has dumped in, fall in the gutter and it has gone straight, straight to, to winter. winter. Uh, yeah, D- Detroit has been in the midst of a cold snap. I think that a, a, a large portion of the northwest or the yeah the, like middle north of the country has been. Uh, I don't remember kind of seeing snow this early in a, in, in quite a, a few yeah, years. I, I, I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last time I saw snow this early, but I know that, you know, we have. It's just that the, the other morning we woke up and I had like an inch of snow on my lawn. Ridiculous. It, like, it didn't stick for shit. But. Oh, no. And I mean, like on the roads, it was <laughs> just melted. But um, yeah, it was weird. Totally weird. Matt. This is our two hundredth episode of Matters. I, I, you you mentioned that to me earlier, and it just kind of just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, that's, so uh, that's you said it was four years, right? That would be yeah. I mean, approximately, truly, approximately. yeah. Like episode two twelve or how many weeks in a year? Fifty two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 208. 208 would be four years complete, but but whatever. That's a Shut weird. Up. That's a weird thing. Yeah, to, no to one mark. wants. No one wants to celebrate their 208th episode. Though we will. <laughs> right. We will. Trust you. Trust, trust me, guys. But uh, no, because it'll be close to the new year when that happens too. It really will because this is coming out this week. So yeah, it'll be either the first week of 2019 or the second week. Yeah, because yeah. we're gonna we're pretty much right smack dab in the middle of november right now Mm -hmm. oh boy 2018 it's dunzo baby yeah it's uh it's really flown past it's i i there's been a lot of stuff that has has happened in the past two years that um you know it's been a weird two years for me but uh yeah but the, the past year has been so much different than than 2017. You know, it, it hasn't been like terrible or anything. Don't get me don't yeah. get me wrong. Well, I think it's, there's been an element of stability. Oh, that there definitely wasn't that well, that, that there wasn't year. last yeah. year with the new work and situation. You know, I I don't have like any of the stress that I did from the previous job. You know, and not to, not to say that my last job was bad i'm just not really built to be a contractor right yeah i think anybody who listened during that time would agree like when you would start telling stories you would be like not that there's anything wrong with this but these people are crazy and i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) there um yeah i like i i kind of got over the imposter syndrome that i had acquired from the past two jobs well i you know it's it was wild watching you struggle with that 
knowing that that is something that I would 100% struggle with as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what to do. Like, you're whip smart and you're not afraid to learn and you're not afraid to dig in and be like, all right, I guess I need to retool a couple things. Mm-hmm. But like, man, that is, you really came through it. And I'm so glad that you found this position because it seems to me from your stories, they're very grateful to have you, which is a wonderful place to be I in the submitted, work. I submitted my year-end review, and I had written all the things in the software we use for our reviews. And Do you use um, the CAP system? No. Okay, so it's a different system. We use SF. Um, okay. We, uh, <laughs> I wrote all my stuff, and then my boss just looked at it and goes, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I just submitted it, and she's going to go over it tomorrow. And then it gets kicked up to her boss and then his boss. And he's like a, a director, you know, he's, he's a high up person. So it's, it's cool that once a quarter we get to volunteer time to a charity. Um, it's cool that because I devote time out of my schedule anyway for charity that they let me kind of double dip. Oh, yeah. Um, where... Geez, this year I think I've given at least eight units of platelets. Jesus, yeah, like they they let me do that and then still volunteer because typically we only volunteer for half a day anyway. Right. So I just say, well, you know what I'm gonna do. Um, so it's it's really cool that they uh, that they let us do that. So yeah, we're um we we have our last quarter, um. Um, give back is happening. So we do a couple things. Uh, we help Whaley, which is like not an orphanage, but mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it in Flint. And mm-hmm. then um, we are doing a soup kitchen thing. So we're sponsoring a couple kids for Christmas. That's cool. We're we're doing a soup kitchen um, help, and then a couple other things. We did Capuchin in the spring. Yeah, we have a lot of people up in Grand Blanc and Saginaw. Oh, so we okay. we end uh, we usually end up in the Flint area, okay, quite a bit, which is awesome because I wouldn't normally go up there to serve, right? And then next year I said, hey, I like gleaners. I love doing work for gleaners. In the sp- in the summer we did gleaners. Yeah, um, even though it's like you're bagging potatoes or you could be. Oh, do- we worked at the farm. <laughs> oh, you did the farm. Yeah, we did the farm in Fenton. Okay, yeah. It's wild. I mean, it's just like we picked enough food for 3,000 meals. That's awesome. Yeah. And and it was really cool because the day that we were there just so happened to be the day that the honey lady showed up. And so we got to buy honey straight from the farm. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, have so $10 for a huge jar of honey. And it was like the honey that isn't clear. It's like the it, uh, unclarified it, or whatever. So... Like you would stick your spoon in, it would just stick straight up. We have honey upstairs from Toronto. Um, a mutual friend's mother is a beekeeper, and uh, they, oh he said, it's like it's wild flowers and honeysuckles, basically. What it? Oh man, that must taste so good. Have you ever had different kinds of honey? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, when uh, when my brother was getting sent to Iraq in two thousand three. Uh, we had one weekend where we could go to Wisconsin. Uh, he was, he was stationed at a a national guard base 
in or no, I'm sorry, an army reserve base or whatever. Um, I guess they all use the same bases, but whatever. Uh, he, regardless, he was at a base in Wisconsin. So we, my mom and my dad and I drove all the way there and we were kind of hanging out with Chris and his wife at the time and, and her kids. And we decided that we were going to go on a wine and cheese tour of Wisconsin. Now, cheese did not work for me. The wine did. Um, but we would just like go from place to place. And some of the places uh, that were cheeseries, I don't, I don't remember what the name is for a place that sells cheese, but um, we went in and they had buckwheat honey. They had thistle honey. Thistle honey is really light. It's really good. Buckwheat honey looks more like molasses. Um, and, you know, then they would have like orange blossom honey. And just, I mean, they had like 30 different kinds of honey. And so I tried, you know, and they would have like little samplers. And I tried the buckwheat honey. And that was unlike honey I'd ever had. Because yeah. it was just so dark and thick. And it had such a strong flavor. It was like, this is going to be great in tea. And so I bought a big thing of it and a little bit went a long way. Like honey, typically you don't need a ton of honey. No, no, you don't. Um, But I I still go through quite a bit of honey. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also drink an obscene amount of tea during the day Um, where I've I've kind of gone on a um, loose leaf tea. Really? Insanity. Um, Yeah, because I have... uh, you told me you told me that you basically have a tea drawer or overhead. Yes, I have work. an overhead. Most people use that for files, and I use it for things of tea. But I tell everybody in the area, if you want some tea, guys, just come over, just take a look. You want some tea? Come here. It's always crazy. What kind of tea do you like? It's always crazy when I see those tea balls, like the ones that you drop in, and that's then it that's un- what I have. Is I have a a, a tea. Oh, I forget what they call it, like infuser or whatever, yep. where. That's I buy loose leaf tea and I put it in this ball and then I use that. And um, one thing that's cool about all the floors for my company in the Renaissance Center is that each one has a compost thing. Um, that's true in the, yep. in the kitchens. And uh, I it was cool seeing like on each one they describe why they're doing it and the benefits from it. And since I compost at home, I saw that and I was immediately like, "Yep, I'll do it." Uh, though I don't like that they don't let you put some things in because like you can still compost paper towels, but at the same time I don't want people blowing their nose and putting it in there, so I understand why they don't. Right. Um, but I some days you can look at the bottom of this thing and just see a whole bunch of tea, <laughs> like tea leaves. But I, um, yeah, I've got so many different kinds well, of tea. I've I got think Jasmine I told tea. you like when matcha, I was in China that was. That was a real like okay, culture not culture shock, but just like you don't see people drink loose tea in the states that often. Mm-hmm. Like, and this was just like take a a, a, a like a shaker bottle, mm-hmm. like one of those <laughs> one of those, and just like throw tea into it, mm-hmm. and that's what they would do. And that was like, I don't even think there was a strainer on top. Probably not. Like they would just drink I mean, tea that there's way. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with drinking tea leaves. I mean, you know, people eat salads, right? Exactly. Like, um, but I, I have a really wide variety. And so one of the, 
everybody has their OCD manifest in a different way. And I don't mean like when people say like, oh, I'm so OCD. And it's like they they like, like to keep their house clean. It's like that. <laughs> Jesus just, Christ. That is not just what hygiene. OCD means. Yeah, that's that's not what OCD means, dude. Um, but one of the ways, <laughs> real OCD mess. Yeah. One of the ways mine manifests is collection where I get into something and then I just get everything of it. And I don't know why I do that, but that's just one of the ways that it manifests. And so that's why I have um, Roy G. Biv of Chucks. And that's why I have, um, you know, like I used to have at one point like 12 or 13 hoodies of different colors. And then it was like, all right, dude, look, stop it. <laughs> you got to get rid of these hoodies. Um, I ain't getting rid of those Chucks, though. But so I have... At my desk right now in the tea area, two kinds of jasmine tea. One type of tea I forget the classification for, but it's it's some kind of Chinese tea. Um, I've got gunpowder tea. I've got two kinds of black tea, which would be one would be Assam and one would be Ceylon, I think. Uh, and then I've got uh, ginger turmeric and I've got a matcha. I've got a honey bush. I've got a rooibos. I've got Ooh, a cinnamon. Oh man, I love rooibos tea. And having having loose leaf, um, like I just I love it because I get to control how weak or how strong it is. Yeah. Like with the tea bag, you're kind of just getting that tea bag. And if you put two, it's really hard not to overpower. You know, I get to control. It's one of the things I like about having a tea infuser. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple different other kinds of teas I have. But those are just the loose leaf that I have at my desk right now. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And like each one just depends on what you want. Some of them are herbal. Some of them don't have any caffeine at all. Some of them have about as much caffeine as a cup of coffee or more. You know, like they, oh, they list the big caffeine. News. Okay, I'm done with coffee. Oh wow! I, again, I had to. I so here's here's the thing. I didn't know that you were a real big coffee guy. I am not a big coffee guy. I'm a big sugar drink. Oh yeah, you are. That contains coffee. Coffee. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was yeah. getting double whammy, and then I started drinking pop again. Oh no! So I was Matt. having a 400 calorie frappuccino. Oh Jesus, no! And then 250 calorie soda. Oh no! So much sugar. It was like. That's, that's that's fucking bad. 650 calories right there of nothing. Yeah, that's of nothing. I mean, well, it's not of nothing. It's of sugar. It's of sugar. <laughs> um, so in the morning, I have a coffee. But the coffee has some creamer. And then I buy, um, there's a brand of almond milk, Khalifa. And you've probably seen them. They're... They're very common in basically every grocery store. And they're in these kind of like round oh, yeah. bottom bottles when they kind of taper. Yep, I've seen them. Um, they're the best almond milk there is, in my opinion. Uh, and they also make coffee. And so you can get espresso, like double espresso. You can get black coffee and you can get mocha. And I always get mocha. And I put a little bit of the mocha and a little bit of the creamer. And then most of it is coffee. It's just 
you know, to give it a little flavor because I don't like drinking black coffee because I'm not a psychopath. Um, <laughs> my wife's a psychopath. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> no, did you did you hear about the the um God? It was it was a study that came out last week, and they said that it's not for everybody, but that psychopaths tend to drink black coffee and eat bitter stuff. Really? Now, yes. Um, now that's not to say that everyone who does that is a psychopath. I know your wife. I've talked to your wife many times. Your wife is able to openly display empathy. Oh, well, she is not a psychopath. Not a psychopath. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that is the only coffee that I have in the morning, unless I am working from home. Yeah, and I can make my own coffee. Um, but I have a Keurig. You guys have a Keurig as well. Yep. Um, I use the reusable filters. Yes. And and then you I put have, in your own stuff. Yes. And for one, it's a lot more economical. Two, it's easier to recycle and compost because you don't have to worry about the lids and the whole thing. Um, but I, this week, bought Great Lakes Roasting Company Motor City Blend. And it is the best coffee I've ever had in my entire life. And I've had some decent coffees. Okay. But... This was just like I I saw the bag and I think I talked with you and and another person about this before where you will go to Starbucks and you'll spend five dollars on a coffee and you don't even bat an eye. But then you see a bag of coffee that's twelve dollars and you're like, I'm not paying that. Fuck you. you Right. Um, So stupid. And so. I just I decided because I would spend a lot of money on loose leaf tea that it was like you know what you you get stuff that's not terrible why don't you get some good coffee and I mean it's not like I was buying bad coffee like I tried right. to buy like local coffee local roasters stuff like that um, Great Lakes Brewing or Great Lakes uh, Roasting Company is no joke uh, they're good oh yeah they're great um, it was fifteen dollars. Okay. For the Motor City roast. I got it and it was like, well, here here's my life. This is the coffee I'm getting for until I well, find something better, which is probably going to be through them because this stuff has been, you know, roasted and put in a bag within the past couple weeks, like you know, you know how how recent this stuff is. Yeah. I No, I I, 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 I highly recommend it. You can buy it online and have it shipped to you. That's all I'm saying. I, yeah, I had to stop the five bucks um, from happening every day because it was just too much money. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, just pissed away. And I was like, you know what? And also, it, uh, 400 calories is not good for me. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I like about... Quarter the, pounders the will tea. put pounds on you. <laughs> I think yes, yes, a, Les, yes, Wesley Willis. It will. uh, start, five bucks will put pounds on five pounds on you. <laughs> it's okay i get where you're going but uh, uh, yeah it was just one of those things where i love that drink i really do i really love the frappuccino and it's good once in a while in a while not every day not every day and there was when my friend gloria still worked for the same company before she moved to a company in another tower she and i would go and get coffee maybe Sometimes a couple times a week, sometimes just once a week or or whatever. But since she's left, I haven't gone down to Starbucks. We have two Starbucks in the building. I haven't gone to either. 
Um, just because like, yeah, it was nice to have someone to go get coffee with, but also it was just kind of time to take a break and time to visit with someone that you know. Yep. And, you know, it could have been anywhere. It didn't have to be Starbucks. It's just that we both wanted coffee. There That's you what go. We did. But now that I don't really have anyone to do that with, to go, I mean, I guess I kind of do, but I still just, I have, you know, like $100 worth of tea at my desk. And those are zero calories, so right. I'm just gonna keep doing that. Yeah, th- that's money spent. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about 200 episodes, man. Yeah, that is, Jay that Freddy is, Mercury, man. man. Oh man, it, uh, I saw something the other day. I was watching. God, I forget what I was watching, but someone said "man," <laughs> and I just <laughs> I, you know exactly what I said. I go. <laughs> and I do the hunch and the hands out, Freddie Mercury man. <laughs> and like my cats are like, oh, this bit is dead. Stop it. No, this bit lives forever Ever. between you and yeah, me. Yeah, between us it does. And like my cats, like <laughs> they're like, are you going to explain it again? And I'm like, yeah, of yeah, course, of we, course are. we are. The day that Freddie Mer- Mercury. Mercury died. Well, it wasn't the day. It was the, like the week. I think it was the Monday after because I think he died on like a weekend or something. Well, I see you, and I knew in that gym you, class, and I knew that you liked Queen, yeah, or at or least just like metal and and like rock and stuff. Yeah, and that guitar work. And yeah, just, and Brian May was a fantastic guitarist. And I also, just, fantastic astrophysicist. And I just go to Matt and I go, Freddie Mercury, Freddie man. man. And you, you like shrugged, shrugged, put your hands up, like just I can I can see it so clearly in my head with your giant glasses and and your floppy shirt and shorts because we were going to like quote unquote exercise. Yeah, un un unreal. Um, I heard news today: skids are coming back. Oh no! Well, I think they've been trying to get Zubaz to come back. <laughs> oh, um, those are the the like granimal type things, like yeah, the, yeah, the, like the, the tiger, pants. the tiger stripe muscle pants. I can attest to the fact that I have seen a person or two wearing them at the gym, and I just shook my head and I wanted to go up to him and be like, "No, Don't. just these died for a reason. Stop it, you necromancer." <laughs> Well, I, Zubaz is is terrible. Spaghetti strap tank tops. Oh, those those are officially back. back from the dead, and it's like, look, dude, I get it. You are here seven days a week, sometimes more than once a day. Cool, dude. Trying to show off great, them great, guns. great for you. I don't want to see your your. I don't want to see any of your of your body parts. Okay. Like, women get ogled all the time. They don't like it. Why are you putting it out there for everyone to see? He's peacocking, baby. Yeah, but he's you, there. He's okay, there. Okay, so I'm thinking of this one guy in particular. Okay, this is a great question. Shoot. Do you think, because, like, if I go to a gym, it's in sackcloth and embarrassment. So, like, <laughs> I am. I'm I'm not necessarily there to be showing off. Neither am I, and I'm. I mean, you're you know, in great shape. Yeah, I'm. I'm not in bad shape. I mean, I'm in, you know, the similar shape to when I was 30, and I was working out a lot. I mean, 
I work out a lot now, but you're in great shape. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You're a beautiful man. And at the same time, let's not, let's not go that far, but <laughs> well, you're not shopping at the Sears Husky Boy section. <laughs> but at no point do I think that you go to the gym and be like, you know what I want to do? Flex. Flex. Act weird. Flex on these hoes. No, no. <laughs> I, so, you know, I, I try to be aware of where my gaze is going. I don't sit there and just stare at a woman. I just try to focus on what I'm doing and I I listen to the stories that my friends who are women tell and it's like, yeah, I think that woman is nice looking and I'm not going to bother her at all because she's here to work out and I'm just going to look at the floor and do what I am here to do and that is work out. Get better. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people don't do that and, you know... I don't know what to tell those people aside from like, don't don't be a creepy dude. But you know they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to me because I'm not a jacked dude, bro. So right. <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, like I I think that people who objectify might want to be objectified themselves. I don't know. Like it, it's weird. Like I, the dudes that walk around with the spaghetti strap tank tops yeah. and like showing off the guns and like doing the really weird workouts where it's like, I'm not sure that that's a good workout. Like I'm pretty sure if a personal trainer saw that, they'd be like, I don't know, dude, that what, that's what, a lot of jerking going on. What kind there. of form is that? Yeah, that's bad. Like CrossFit really is only supposed to be done in short bursts. Yeah. Well, and I mean the, I know some people who do CrossFit and it's done great stuff for them. Um, but also there are some days where you work out for an hour and there are some days where you work out for 10 minutes. And I'd always thought that was really weird where it's like, all right, today is, you know, like serratus anterior day. We're going to do some bends and then we're going to go home. Or it's like, cool. All right. Good for you. You have, you've worked out for 10 minutes. Um, but these, these tight pants spaghetti strap dudes i i think that maybe they because they ogle other people they want to be ogled right. in return i don't really know like i i wear like basketball shorts and a t-shirt when i work out yeah I am not planning on getting ogled by anyone, nor do I plan on ogling anyone. I'm wearing my hat. I have my head down. I'm doing my shit. And, you know, I mean, I do see some people, like, there's a lot of women who work out at my gym, and they wear workout clothes. Yeah. And I would say, like, 90% of them are wearing workout-appropriate attire. In fact, I would say 98% are working workout appropriate tire with, you know, like a 1% variance. But then there's that 2% where it's like, uh, okay, all right. Like, I'm not saying people should ogle you. I'm not saying that anyone should bother you. But that is a that is a strange outfit that is not conducive to good working out. <laughs> and I'm not sure why you're wearing that. And I'm not saying it's right. 
but I'm saying you're going to get negative attention. Wear it if you want. But, like, that is not a functional, <laughs> that is not a functional outfit for working out, and I'm not sure why you're wearing it. Um, You do you. Hello, boys. I mean, mind if I pick up this kettlebell? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like I said, people should should do what makes them comfortable. People can do what they want. And no one should harass someone else. For any like, reason. There, there's this one dude that works out there that looks like the bad guy to an 80s action movie oh. where he's got like a kind of mohawk. But it it's like borderline trailer hawk, and then it's like bleached blonde on the tips, and then he wears like kind of tight biker shorts with like a weight belt and a tank top, and like high top sneakers. Dude, I am not kidding when I say this guy looks like the bad guy of like an eighties high school like fight. Hey, movie. bros. Yeah, like he he looks like he would be. A bad guy <laughs> in, uh, oh God, I totally blanked on high school movies. Uh, it doesn't matter. You get my point. Um, um, Have you ever heard any MC Chris albums? There's one. Albums, no songs, yes. Okay. There's one album that has, um, I can't remember his name, even though I know exactly. Who, uh, John Gemberling. John Gemberling is uh, pretty well known now because he was on Broad City as the roommate's boyfriend. Um, I will I will freely admit I have n- never I do not know who he is. Okay, um, he's been in a few things, but he's very funny, and he's done sk- sketches with MC Chris. But there's one, and I believe it's Eaton's not cheating. Um, oh jeez, <laughs> where where his character goes is a bully to MC Chris. And he's just like, they ate your grandmother's gun today. Oh, it tasted like skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what this person makes me think of in his biker shorts and his so, spaghetti scrap. But, but the thing, the th- and I mean, like, like I said, you do what makes you comfortable. Hey, as man. long as you're not making other people uncomfortable, I don't really care. The guy is meeting the bare bare minimum requirements for working out at Planet Fitness. I mean, like, <laughs> technically, you're not supposed to be wearing, like, weightlifter tank tops and stuff. But, like, as long as you wipe out, like, wipe down the machines, I don't care. And the guy doesn't seem to be a creep. It, like, he's just enthusiastic about what he's doing or what? Not really. Or is he always there? I see him less now than i used to and i mean the guy the guy seemed like he was in okay shape but he didn't seem like some of the other guys there where it's like they're probably personal trainers and they're just like working out in between clients or whatever he didn't seem like them he just seemed like he was kind of a beefy dude and I mean, not. I mean, he was he was under two hundred pounds. I mean, he was mm-hmm. in between me and two hundred pounds. But he was jacked. No, rip. No, no. He was just kind of like, sort of muscular, but also probably need to do more cardio. 
skips leg day. Uh, well, he did have kind of a larger upper body than lower body, where I try to balance the two. Yeah, I guess. Um, balance, baby. Well, there. I mean, there's this the the guy that I was thinking of before, um, with the spaghetti straps. Once in a while, and this is no joke. <laughs> this is no joke. Once in a while, he will wear Captain America or Iron Man <laughs> tights and a shirt. <laughs> and like, okay, dude, it's Halloween. Cool. You do you. It is no longer Halloween, but oh no. Also, sir. I I understand that you paid a lot of money for these. And you're just going to keep wearing them. (laughs) And as long as you're not harming other people, I don't care. But also realize that people are going to be fighting a laugh when they see you. Especially when you are a grown-ass man who is five foot three. He's he's a short dude. Jacked as fuck, but he's a short dude. And just... And like I, I, I see the guy working out, and the guy really busts his ass, and he's a really strong dude. But he is also so lopsided, I could just shove him, and he would fall over <laughs> and not be able to get back up. Um, because the like, the guy, no joke, is like five four, but his arms are like my legs. The problem is his, his legs, legs are like here. my arms. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, all right, dude, you know balance it out a little bit more i think it's uh i think it's time you got on the squat rack yeah i mean and i've seen the guy like on on the um the leg press i can do more than him but also i have really strong legs so i can do more than most of the people there um like when i used to work out a lot in my 30s uh and i would go to uh la fitness i could put up over 900 pounds on the leg press that was my workout weight Jesus. I'm not there. I'm half that now. But like at the same time, I see these beefy dudes and they're working out with like 250 pounds. And it's like, what? No, dude. And I'm not talking about a machine. I'm talking about an actual rack. Like, come on, dude. You can do more than that. You're just phoning it in now. Stop phoning it in. Um, Let's see. Let's just take a break. Let's just take a break. Yeah. We'll be back with more matters after this. I know I don't know why. Oh, I 
Welcome back to Matters. Maddie, let's get down to it, Boppers. 200 episodes, 200 episodes ago, our first episode was unleashed upon an unknowing public. <laughs> unknowing public. Um, who was like, you know, I would, I would like to know who would win in a fight, <laughs> these two animals? Um, and I, st- I stand by... I stand by my original assessment that a crocodile, a, a 20-foot crocodile, can take out a grizzly bear. But that that part isn't important. I, what, I mean, I, I don't mean to shit on your riff, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of wanted to ask you what were some of your favorite things not necessarily moments but favorite things of the past 200 episodes um i i have i have a couple lock and loaded shoot uh one of them was actually just a couple episodes ago it was the last episode that it was just the two of us before we had the the last guest that we had <laughs> excuse me and um it was just a nice little check-in between you and me mm-hmm. and like it was just really honest between the two of us mm-hmm. and just the way that we were talking. It was like, I think that is an overarching theme of the show, our friendship and, and mm-hmm. how long it was. But it was just, it was probably episode 196 and it's still like, or 195, but it doesn't matter. Um, no, you have to be exact. With well, I would think it would be 195 because 196, 7, 8, 9 would be the guests. Mm-hmm. So it would be uh, 195. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. There was just a moment in there where it was like us checking in with each other and just seeing how we were doing and and talking about our relationship. And it was just really honest. And I don't... I think if one thing that we do and we do well is that we do connect with each other in a way that I don't hear men connect Mm -hmm. with anywhere. Like... You know, I'm my brother and my relationship is much more healed o- over the last 13 years than mm-hmm. it was ever the previous 27. Right. Um, and at the same time, like y- the rapport that you and I have is a completely different relationship because it's like he's my brother; he's always going to be my brother. Like you and your brother, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. it's a completely different relationship. Yeah. Um, but like I don't hear a lot of friends that are guys talking about anything serious. You know what I mean? Like it Well, so this is this is where I think that you and I are very lucky mm-hmm. in that we have <coughs> this is where I think you and I are lucky in that we have friends that think like us. Yeah. And it's and it's not just the friends that you and I mutually have had for over twenty years, like Jay or Eric or or Jeremy or Chet. Mm-hmm. You also have friends like like PJ and, and Brian Lark and, and and people that I know that you have connected with right. on a much more emotional level than I think that men typically connect on. Yeah, where I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but I, I just, I think that a lot of men are afraid to 
connect that way. And so it's just weird to see that you and I both have a lot of other male friends that do, because Mm -hmm. when I see other dudes interact, it's not like that at all. No. Like it's, and it's not to say that they're not good friends and that they're not there for one another. Because they it's, totally are. Yeah. It's just... A completely different thing. Yeah. It, it's. I think that what we might have that other dudes might not have is just the ability to verbalize those things where they might... Um, Feel it. They, they might definitely feel it and they might do things for one another that show it such as being there to help them move being there to help them fix a furnace or right. or, or whatever but where they might not just verbalize those things and i think that's one area where i think we're kind of lucky mm-hmm. in that we are not just able to verbalize it but also able to verbalize it and then translate that to a podcast right and try to make it well like whenever we have a guest i think both you and i have been able to pull back a little bit to let the guest be the guest and then when it's appropriate to be like but this is how that type of thing would connect to us that's when we like hey it's crazy story here's the story yeah and you may never have heard this story before because of what you just said guest yeah and Um, and i i I was talking to a a friend of mine um a little while ago and she she and i are both single and we both go on on dates once in a while and she knows that i that i do two podcasts and you know that one of them frequently has interviews and i i was talking about how being able to cold interview somebody really helps on dates Mm. because when that other person might be interested but is shy originally or, or initially i should say um i'm able to keep a conversation going even though I know almost nothing about you and you're not necessarily all that up on sharing a lot of things. Okay, cool. I'll keep a conversation going anyway. Right. And you know, that, that has typically not been my strongest suit, but over the past four years, it's kind of been sink or swim <laughs> where, you know, a lot I know of what times, you mean. like a lot of times, you know, our guests and I don't, I know them. Yeah. And I know them personally. Yeah. yeah. And so with me, it's like, all right, well, you're just going to have to figure something out, Matt. <laughs> I would say like guests, I can on one hand name the guest that I wasn't very, very close to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, most of them have been like a a guest that we have known. I don't want to name names because then I was like, why would I do that? Because if someone did listen, like, hey, man. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, we have we have had people on. Well, like where, uh, Patty Gould. I don't know Patty Gould very, very well. Yeah. I mean, we we both know people that that know Patty. 
Right. And uh, we both enjoyed talking to Patty. And whenever that I was see awesome. Patty, yeah. Whenever I see Patty at Go Comedy or whatever, it's always, hello, hi, how are you? You know, we we talk about being on mm-hmm. her podcast. Um, and when JR was here, we we talked about being on the podcast. And, yep. you know, but I'm I'm more referring to like Brandon. Oh, yeah. From, from American Standards. Like, Neither of us really knew him. Yeah, he he contacted us and was like, "Hey, I want to be on the podcast," and we were like, "We would love to have you, sure." But you know, aside from us, you know, doing doing our research a little bit beforehand, just so we can be you know a little more familiar with with him and the stuff that he does, it was like we we're gonna have to actually put our big boy pants on and actually and, try to and interview, actually, yeah, and actually try to interview and and um Dan. Right. You know, you knew him better than I do, but it's not like... And I really... That's one of my favorite episodes. That's one of my favorite episodes of the show. Oh, like, yeah. We... we I, that was a great conversation. And it was... Because I think it just caught me so unaware and the places that it went. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it felt... Yeah, it, I thought that his... I thought that his story was fascinating. Yeah. And... So that's that's one of the things that I try to do with every interview we have is I I try to find something to be fascinated with for that person. So you know, uh you you did a show this past weekend yes. at Go Comedy, yes. which was killer. You Thank fucking you. nailed it. Thank you. Um that was super fun you, to do. You nailed it uh both in your set and in the group that you that was that was a lot of fun. So, so I you improvised. Guys, you guys did a great job. I improvised for the first time in months on uh, on Sunday. Well, you hit the ground running, my friend. Well, it was funny because uh, the group the group so Go Comedy just celebrated ten years uh, being open, and in two thousand eleven, I was coaching a group called the Party. Because uh, they have launch teams, and the launch teams get formed from auditions, mm-hmm. and then they run for about a year. And that, actually, that group ran for two years. Oh, wow. And it took us nearly a year and a half, really, to find our voice. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggled. We struggled hard. We were not good to watch. I mean, just point blank. Why put why sugarcoat it now? We weren't good. Well, and I will, I will be very honest... Mm-hmm. And I'm not an improviser, and I've I've said this for the past four years, but I I can recognize when I'm seeing good and bad improv. Yeah, and I try not to be hypercritical because like it's like, hey, dude, you know I can't do it. But at the same time, I can watch a football game and be like, no, you guys need to cover Stafford, or you can't <laughs> throw the fucking ball. <laughs> um, and watching bad improv oh it's is it's so painful it's it's like watching a, a a kid have a meltdown in in a grocery store and no one stops it there is something like we'll we'll get back on track in a second but number one thank you for the compliment um i had a lot of fun doing matt and austin the sing-along singers my one-man show Killed that it. i haven't not done since august of 2015 that was the last time I did it. And yeah, I, I, diff, yeah. And I hung it up quite simply because I hadn't done anything to make the show better. Mm-hmm. 
And I had been doing it for, since about 2009 regularly. And it had always been, even though I would improvise new songs all the time, pretty much the same framework. Mm-hmm. And that was frustrating to me. And I just didn't want to be a novelty act that dusts itself off every Detroit Improv Festival. And here it is. You don't want to be Gallagher. Right. And who is playing in Chicago area. Because <laughs> um, of something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I compared you to Gallagher. It's just that's immediately what came to, ha- yeah, to I mean, mind when it was like the guy does the same fucking act every time. Right. He might have a new joke about comb, tomb, and bomb, but <laughs> at the end, you know, you know that motherfucker is going to smash some watermelons and wear like a hat that has a sense with a cross exactly. out of it. Well, now he's like bald and proud, like ah, but I'm miserable. Uh, and black people, what's with black people? Like, okay, all right, cut, 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 cut his mic, cut his mic, <laughs> cut it, cut it. Uh, just start smashing fruit, idiot. You know what? Actually, just don't don't give him a watermelon. Just thinking about his right, just give him a cantaloupe. Just yeah. Cantaloupe, pretty pretty, yeah. a, a musk melon. But we, the party was terrible to watch. We did a lot of, and I was the coach, so I watched every set and I mm-hmm. gave notes after every set, and we were just terrible. We. What do you think made you terrible? Well, there was one thing is that I was aside overly, from not having a voice, I was overly ambitious with the first thing that we were doing. I and wanted us that? to do a, a a version of a form. So in improv, there's kind of like long form and mm-hmm. short form. Short form is what most people are familiar with, which is the games. Mm-hmm. Whose line is it anyway? Is short form. Yep. And then there's long form, which is usually as uh, Jensen Carp called it on his podcast. Um, his podcast was called Get Up On This, and he called it Garbage Cans. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, long-form improv is garbage cans. It's where you usually get one suggestion from the audience, and based on that suggestion, you create a show. Mm-hmm. But there's different structures that you can put it in to make it easier for the players to perform. Mm-hmm. So one of them could be like as simple as a soap opera. Mm-hmm. So ABC family. I was just going to say ABC family. Yeah. ABC family does that where it's just like we are going to recreate a show in the style of an ABC family show. Yeah. You just so, need a name for the show. Right. So it's just overly dramatic and ridiculous and over the top. And you can't overact because it's on ABC family. Right. Um, so that's like that is what we would call a form. So we are doing a form. It's long form as the bucket and the form itself is an ABC Family show. Another form would be something like location. Mm-hmm. All of these scenes take place in this location. So a mall is usually one that you get, or a church, or whatever. And then you kind of run into the same characters again, over and over again. Yep. We had done a form called The Herald. The Herald is a Chicago kind of IO. Um, IO is Improv Olympic. And the reason why that's important is because the father of modern improv, not the father of improv, but of modern improv is usually referred to uh, as he's usually referred to as Del Close. Del Close created this form called Harold. Okay. And the idea was that there would be three sets of scenes that you would see three times. So scene one, two, three. 
would be seen three times, so it would be 1A, 2, 1A, 2A, 3A. 1B, 2B, 3B. Exactly. Okay. But then at the end, it would coalesce where you would see how all of those stories could have interacted with each other. Hmm. And it's okay. difficult to explain, difficult for an audience that doesn't know improv to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're good, like UCB truly teaches Harold. Like that is their that is their they teach game, and that's a whole other thing. And they teach the Herald. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a whole lot of game, and there's not a whole lot of Herald in Detroit because Second City was here. Boy, didn't know I was going to do a hit block. Keep going, Matt. So anyway, um, I, I wanted to be ambitious. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something, but we just didn't do it. Well, <laughs> it just wasn't good. And then PJ's like, mm, I want you to go back to this thing. That's called um, uh, a montage. I hate montage. It's very easy. It's basically get one scene or get one suggestion and do 100 scenes mm-hmm. or 10 scenes or 20 scenes or whatever. And they're not really related to anything. Each scene is its own thing. Is that where people tag each other? Um, the tagging can happen within that. So the tag is, um, oh, I like this idea. And so we did the montage. Okay, because sometimes, just from an audience perspective, sometimes it seems like people tag when something isn't working. Yes, yeah, um, that's that's called adding vitamin funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all so right. so like sometimes your form can trap you where uh, you should have just edited the scene. The mm-hmm. whole thing should just be over, right? Um. But the so the montage is very free. It's like you can sweep the scene, you can run across the stage, be like, "That's that scene," and here's a new scene. That way, you you have emergency cords all over the place. Mm-hmm. We sucked at that. It was all terrible. And then finally, I was like, "I know my team now after a year, <laughs> and I know that they're good at characters, mm-hmm. and I know that they're pretty good at telling stories." Why don't I give them a form where they can do that, but the people who don't like playing characters can be free? Mm-hmm. And um, the form is called the slacker. <laughs> and it's basically, you're going to tell a story. So you're always going to have somebody on stage be the same character they were in the last scene. Mm-hmm. But the people coming in can be the same characters that we saw from earlier, or they could be different characters Hence the slacker. Like, who cares, man? The only rule is the person who stays is the same. Okay. And that's what we did. And then it was like, let's let's find our framing des- device. And we're like, time period. Mm-hmm. So we did, on Sunday, we did um, Bronze Age. And Will knocked it out of the park by praying to Zeus immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody was stepping up to be Zeus. And so you stepped so up st- and you fucking lightning bolted <laughs> the fuck out of that. I And then I just played and it was super fun to play cuz like I don't always play. Sometimes I get stuck in my head or I laugh and it throws me off, you know, because I break like fine china like I am <laughs> I'm a glass cannon. Like, I might say a powerful joke, but it also has destroyed me. But, okay, so, once again, coming from an audience perspective, breaking, as long as it doesn't interfere with how things are going, 
is funny. Yeah, I I do. If you might have agree. a different. You might have a different perspective from being on the other end of the stage, but like whenever Saturday Night Live does the skit where um the ufo yes yes. mckinnon is the woman because they just did one this past weekend where it was ghosts great um had one in my ooch and one in my cooch yeah one of my love tunnel and one in my oh god i forgot i'm not gonna redo her bits whatever um but i I always love when they come to her and she's just like once again not my experience (laughs) um I love that she said, I'm sorry, we are going to do our bits for a second. She said, I was wearing my PJs, which is an extra large men's <laughs> no fear t-shirt and ankle, ankle socks. <laughs> I quit comedy. That's so fucking funny. But just watching, because they always have her and Cecily Strong and then the guest for that week yep. in between. And it's basically an exercise in can kate mckinnon make the guest yes. break and every time without fail the guest breaks yep and like this particular week it was when she got up and she was waggling <laughs> her she butt was, when she was talking about upper decking and she kept hitting him in the face with the butt and like he he was a rock he was doing he great. was a rock and, well, I mean, and like, then that happened he, and then you just hear yeah, and then he just hides behind her butt. Um, but even um, A.D. Bryant, you could tell there were many times where she's a true professional because for most people, it would be like, oh, like she's she's just like playing whatever the role. But if you watch enough, you're like, oh, wow, she's really close to losing oh, her mind. Oh, she's so close. Um, Mikey Day, though kept it like i he didn't break at all he showed no signs of cracking and it was like what are you a robot what the fuck is wrong with you um so let's finish the thought about sunday's performances um it was great we we did a medieval we did a a greek god bronze age we did a bronze age greek god thing and then um and it it was it really worked i it was well and i'm not I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because you're my friend. I thought everybody did a really good job and it was funny and the whole Hermes bit worked. It was, and I mean, you know, I know, I know mythology a little bit. And mm-hmm. so your mythology jokes worked to that side of the house. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I had Steve a lot of, Hermes. I, I had a lot of fun at the show and your set was one of the high, well, both your sets are, were highlights for Thank me. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a Watch Mojo top ten that had the top <laughs> ten uh, best breaks, and number one or two was. Does anybody else think it's funny when I say the name? Biggest. Biggest. <laughs> 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 Oh god! Because I guess they they the the extras there were told not to laugh, <laughs> but then they told Palin Palin to mug the fuck out of that. Go thing. for it, and he can barely keep it together. <laughs> Anyone 
think it's funny when I say the name Biggest Dickus. Oh, life of Brian. Oh, God, that cracks me up so hard. So uh, funny. Was was the Debbie Downer sketch on there? Um, they didn't include anything that was aired live because they could oh, probably do a oh, top 10 oh. breaks from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, because... The when she said when she said it's official, I can't have children, children. and like just she just kind of gave up at that yep. <laughs> She just slumps. Yeah. Well, and like I think she thought the camera cut like a second before it did, and she started laughing. Uh, the best. Uh, but yes, Sunday was super fun. It was great to do. Yeah, and I, we I had was... a hot set, and that audience was ready. They were oh, ready they to were, laugh. I mean, they had been primed for two hours for that set. Yeah, and when you did Charles Mansion, <laughs> that that was great because typically you're standing in front of the mic or you're standing in front of the table, and you actually got to walk around and you actually got to perform. Yeah. And that was a lot different than you normally do. Yeah, it was fun to be able to do something different. And then it was it was fun when Chris got up and it was fun when PJ got up. Yep. And and helped out. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's when I was like, you know what? I do different things now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do the same show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do the folk experience. Yeah, I can it do. Was, it, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, because I always thought that, that that bit was really funny. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what about you, Maddie? Two hundred ups. Um, I just thought that it. W- what I liked about the first. Oh, geez, hundred and. 30 episodes before we started He-Man. Um, <laughs> before the dark times. <laughs> yeah, God. BD, BDT. Um, it was just always great either talking to our friend, like the friends that we have had together, or me getting to talk to the friends that you had made and and getting to know them. Yeah, because that was that was always very interesting to me, um, because when you were doing improv, I oh, was I, f- I wasn't doing improv. and I fell off the face of the earth, <laughs> uh, and so it was it was interesting to kind of fill in a few blanks that I didn't necessarily, um, well, uh, fill in the blanks that you know, yeah. I I had right. Um, and then after um, the dark times, ADT, uh, it was really cool. <coughs> it was really cool to get to interview a lot of people that I did not know mm-hmm. or sometimes that you didn't know either. And yep. I would definitely like to do more of the latter yeah, in, me too. In, in the future just because... It's always very fascinating getting to talk to somebody, though. I think that one of the highlights, especially of the ADT episodes, was um, getting to hear Kara's story. Oh, my God. Kara's story was awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, not to discount anybody else's stuff. No, but... but it was it was really cool getting to talk to her and hear her story because I, I had no idea. You would idea. never know. Yeah. And so it was... 
it was really cool. And it was also just from a very selfish perspective, getting to listen to the first half, knowing I wasn't there, and then hearing me come in and be like, oh, there I am. I know this part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is that is definitely something that I would like to keep going forward with. And it's it's always great talking to people that are in the you know are that are in similar communities so talking to people that might not do improv with you but that do improv in the area or do that did do stand-up comedy in the area or or whatever right like jeff that right. was that yeah. was cool i don't know i didn't know jeff very well at all i didn't know him at all but and, and that was super fun <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah that was that was great um, but or to get to know Ruth and Chris better. That's that's kind of where I was going to go is just talking to people that don't do that and that yeah. are just doing other things. Th- that also is is very interesting to me because you have to find the things that make that person that person, right? Where like... If you're talking to people you already know, you know the stories immediately to go to, right? Oh, yeah. And... Oh, yeah. When Nick sits down, I'm like, so you are this. Go. Yeah, yeah. And then Nick was like, okay, here oh, we go. Oh, God. Trying to drag a story out of that guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, think, I think that was the quietest you and I have been ever in an episode. <laughs> um. No, those that was that was a that was a great two episodes, right? Yeah. There. Well, the second um, one was just like way different than the first one because mm-hmm. the first one was like, "Hey, I, I need insight. What is your insight?" And then mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I know how to do this one." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean the the same can be said for for Chad too, or, or Jay Ren, or, or or Janice Ren, or or you know any of the people that that we've had on that we know yeah. we know the stories to go to we know the places to go to but with the people that we don't know very well or at all i like that we have to start from the ground up and and organically find a way to get to a place to you know i don't want to say mine information or mine stories but i can't think of another way to put it where we have to dig dug that shit until right. we can blow up a groundhog or whatever it's a dragon <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> but a weird orange circle <laughs> but um yeah i mean i i i like that i like being able to do that and while this isn't necessarily the case because we've actually had him on a different podcast, I would like to have Sean on. Oh shit! Okay. A super fan from uh, from Transmissions of the Dark Side, just because. Um, he's an interesting dude. Yeah, he's he's an interesting dude, and yeah, I just I you know he's he's had some um some changes in just, his life lately that are very parallel to yours, and so yeah. I think that it would be cool to have two new dads to kind of compare stories and and also you're right he's just an interesting guy and he and i have some very similar interests as far as not only art goes but also like media and just weird shit like cryptids like you know he for for all of october he was doing um a piece of art a day yeah a piece of art a day and he i guess he was actually doing more than one 
Um, but he was doing stuff where it was like, oh, wow, he knows about that too? All right. <laughs> Point for Sean. Uh, so yeah, I just think it would be it would be interesting to him him on, but it it would just be very interesting to me to be able to interview new people that we don't know. Yeah, I think on so a regular too. basis. I think so too. So if you listen to the podcast and we don't know you, let us know. Write and us. You want to be, like, be on the show? I want to be on. I want to hear what my voice sounds like, and then immediately regret that decision because <laughs> I mean. It's hard for me to listen to my own podcast because it's like, uh, oh my god! All I hear is how dry up. and nasal my voice is. I would much rather I have my voice and you have your voice than to hear the people I hear on the radio all the time that have weird voices that annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> I have been hearing so many people that just they have the weirdest voices Matt, and it's so irritating to me and it's like how can you get through life talking like that Ugh, no i'll you say that and all i can think of is that commercial for like get over dead dick scott <laughs> <laughs> no those those singers in that commercial detroit area commercial um i don't mind their voices at all because they're all singing and they all speak like regular human beings i am talking about people that i hear and i mean i hear this multiple times a day people that sound like their nostrils are sewn shut and or, or people that just talk out the back of their head like they don't even they don't even talk like in the back of their mouth or or through the I mean I, it's it's hard to explain. That's when they're when they're talking through the back. Oh, weird. Yeah, I hear that all the time. It's glottal as fuck. Yeah, and like they're they're talking about glacial smart water. Like I hear that all the time, so and it's like all sound like merman. They. <laughs> oh my god. They do. They sound like, oh my god. Ah. In the dark time. All right, it's back to the dark time. I'll well, see you guys later <laughs> next week when we yeah. now, hop now, back in. All right, um, now I got two characters. All right, all right. We can do this now, Matt. We can do this. <laughs> uh, okay, Um. I, I. there was one more. God damn it. I just lost it. Uh, it's gone. It's go- Oh, no, no, no. When you were talking about uh, when we said Dick Scott, the next thing that was in my head was the episode of Detroiters where they did the Farmer Jack parody. <laughs> and then he was just dressed as Blade. Blade. <laughs> All right. We've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. Uh, and then we'll have a closing thought about episode 200. Um this week, I'm into Grand Theft Horse, uh, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Gee, I'll probably be into it for a long time. For a while, it is, it's, it's an extensively... Get this. I'm riding my horse. What's, your, I, ho- what's your horse's name again? Well, his name <laughs> was Otis Petting. <laughs> oh, no. Did he, something happen to Otis? He got murdered. Oh, no. No. I know. No. I was super bonded to that horse. I, well, I was, too. I knew the size of your horse's testicles. <laughs> you saw them. You saw that they got, when it was cold, they all shrunk, shrunk. up. When um, it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. 
in memory of Otis Petting. Uh, oh, no. I don't have a new horse name yet. Um, because oh, boo. I, I have a new horse, but uh, I, I want a better horse. I want a Mr. Fast horse. <laughs> but no, I'll be riding the horse, and like, it's just like you hear the galloping, the beautiful game is going by. Knocks me right the fuck out. Oh, do you fall asleep? I fall asleep playing this game. Oh no, it's fantastic. It's it's truly is sleepy, <laughs> sleepy time. I will admit that a couple times in the past week, I have fallen asleep watching TV. Where I used to get so mad at my dad for falling asleep watching TV when it was something where I was like, "Dad, you should watch this." Yep, no, I'm I'm, you know, I <laughs> and I would be like, God. What the hell? This is the first time you've watched Terminator 2 and you're falling asleep. 1992 dad. Like, <laughs> no, no. Now it's just like, no, I get it. I get it, dad. I am. I am very sorry. If I were you, I would have attached one of those shock collars they put around dogs to make sure they don't wander out of the house. And that is what I hit a button a bunch of times like that episode of Cheers oh, where, where it says dance mailman. Oh, that's what I would have done. Also, that was my dad's favorite episode of Cheers. It's I tied it back to my dad twice because my dad turns 80 uh, next week. Crazy. Yeah, so whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> what are you into, Matty? Um, So I have to admit that over the past week or so, I watched all the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The Netflix reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was way more adult and way more horror oriented than I thought it was going to be being that my only other experience was the Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> episodes from ABC that I will point out had um, Paul Feig oh wow as uh, one of her teachers um, but yeah it's like there's a lot of um like in jokes about horror and stuff like one of the doctors is named Dr. Fibes which um was a Vincent Price movie uh oh wow Dr. Fibes and Dr. Fibes returns and, and all that stuff uh where he gets revenge on people by reintroducing the plagues from Egypt and stuff <laughs> um it would, but it was like it was very campy and and kind of played for laughs and stuff. Um, but it's got a good cast, and it's a lot more horror-y than I thought it was going to be. But it was never taking itself so seriously that it was like, eh, I don't know, guys, like. Mm-hmm. It was it was actually developed for the CW to be kind of a companion series to Riverdale because same people the, right? yeah they were both Archie comics, um, but you know uh, in I guess in uh, in Riverdale they mentioned Greendale a bunch of times because in Greendale they mentioned Riverdale a bunch of times and I guess they actually had one character that was similar between the two, but um, Netflix just made them a better offer and Warner Brothers was like. Hey, I know that we're like part of the same network, but we're gonna go with them. Um, but they didn't rule out never having a crossover. But I also don't care because I don't watch Riverdale. But um, it like 
legit had Satan worship and people getting murdered oh, wow. and blood everywhere. And yeah, like one of the characters gets her throat cut and it was it was brutal. Bloody as hell. And then like reanimating corpses and there was a Baphomet. Like apparently the show is being sued by um the the Church of Satan because they copied their Baphomet too closely and they were like it's copyright infringement or some shit <laughs> it was like eh, come on so this reminds no, me satan is litigious this reminds me of a story that john tenney told where um john tenney paranormal researcher uh guy from the detroit area funny guy um i went to one of his weird lectures with yeah. my friend brett um and it was it was very enjoyable very funny uh and he tells a story about why he's not scared of Satanists. And I'm going to paraphrase. If you want to listen to it, you can listen to his podcast and, and hear him tell it. But he was basically like, so here's why I'm not scared of Satanists. When the church, or like when the, the satanic temple opened up um, in Detroit, because Detroit has actually one of the largest in the country. Uh, When it opened up, he was invited to the grand opening or whatever and so he goes and he's sitting there against the wall and he's seeing like a bunch of gothic stance to like house music or whatever because they had like a dj and he was like all right so he pulls out a cigarette and he lights up and one of the the cloaked elders walks up to him and goes excuse me sir you can't smoke in here it's michigan law and he was like you guys are doing everything wrong (laughs) like you're supposed to be the outlaws and you're not letting me smoke in here. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, they they uh, he he essentially gets kicked out of the Church of Satan, and then they sue a Netflix show for too closely replicating their Baphomet. Like, does the Catholic Church sue people for too closely showing the Vatican? Come on, guys. Take it down a notch. But yeah. Uh I I it's greatly watch. I greatly enjoyed that show. Um our uh my friend and our guest, uh Chris DeMars, has recently acquired a new job. Oh shit. And okay. so I see I him on Twitter uh gallivanting from thing to thing. Yeah, he speaking like a motherfucker. He has spoken at over 20 things this year. Holy shit. Um yeah, he's uh he is quite the conference gadfly. Um but he and I went out uh last week when he it was his last day. And so he texted me and he was, he had to go from Pontiac to Detroit every day. Or I'm sorry, from Detroit to Pontiac and then Pontiac to Detroit. Mm -hmm. And so he was right off of 12 mile on 75. And I was like, well, dude, just get off and we'll go get a beer. And so he got off and he drove to my house and then we went and we got a beer. Um, And that was one of the things that we talked about was he had already watched the show twice. Oh, shit. Where he was like, yeah, I watched it the first time, and then I like went back the next day, and I started watching it again to, to find all the things that I missed. And it was like, yeah, okay, all right. So I just tried to pay a little extra attention because 
when I had watched Haunting of Hill House. Yes. The first time I missed things. And then when I went back in the second time and I watched that first episode with you, it was like, oh shit, there's ghosts. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, there's ghosts everywhere. And then I watched um, the first six episodes with my mom a couple weeks ago. Holy crap. And I was just seeing ghosts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And like there were a couple times where like I didn't think that my mom saw it. So I paused and I was like, did you see that ghost? My mom was like, no, what are you talking about? And I rewound it. And then I showed her again and she was like, oh my. <laughs> She's the best. I love my mom. <laughs> She's the fucking best. All right, Maddie, 200 depths. Any final thoughts? Um... I guess I'll let you know at 400. All right. <laughs> I was going to say 200 more. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next episode of, of Matters The Strain. Bye. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try. <laughs>